Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. It's that time of the year. Time for us to wrap it up. And here, with his tape and wrapping paper in hand, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. And I guess I should say who I am. I'm Luke LeBen. Um, And we're wrapping here. Not only are we wrapping up our presents for Christmas, but we're talking Spotify wrapped, baby. It's that time of year, and the results are in, and we're here to talk about the music we listen to most. You excited, Kev? Yeah, Spotify Wrapped kind of surprised us. We we were like, let's get ahead of the podcast. Uh, let's record it early last week. Yeah, literally uh, the day after the day we after record. we recorded. Yeah, so uh, we're a little we're a little late to the game. Uh, but I think we both have really interesting raps. At least I do. I, I haven't seen yours, Luke, but. If yeah. it's anything like mine, it's wild. <laughs> no, mine's actually really good. It's what I was hoping for, and it's kind of representative of my top ten, so we'll talk oh. about it. Okay. Well, why don't you go first, Luke? What What were your top five songs of the year? Okay, so my top five songs. Yeah. Num- Should I count up or down, you think? Let's go number one. We're going to do enough counting down this okay. this. Uh, these next two True. weeks so. we'll, we'll count up um so number one baby n95 kendrick mm. lamar yep uh which i'm st- i still love that song i was just listening to it the other day it still gets me hyped uh so good uh it's it's crazy i don't i'm surprised that one is my number one but i it think was one of my it was pretty high on mine i think it's the best song on that album um it yeah i Again, I had a hard time choosing for like my best one, but that one definitely I feel like is sort of the thesis statement for the album and like his true like sort of return. Like, I mean, I guess the heart part five, but when he's like saying we're back outside, it's truly like, okay, post pandemic now, Kendrick's back, like checking in. And so, yeah, definitely. I, I get that that's my number one because that's my number one album, but we'll get there later. Oh, spoilers. Um, my number two, Echoes of Love by the Doobie Brothers, which, uh, do you know that one, Kev? That yeah, song specifically? I do. Okay. Because it is the most high, like, they sing in high voices. Yeah. That song is, like, all falsetto, and I love it so much. It's so, it's a little cheesy and goofy, and I just love it so much. Like, it's beautiful. I'm so a, I definitely spun that a lot. A small spoiler for mine. I'm glad the Dad Rock Summer uh, only didn't influence mine. Uh, clearly influenced yours as well because I'm gonna have a track that's uh, that's equally uh, Dad Rock on mine coming up here in a second. Well, we'll we'll see. Uh, I, I want to see if yours is more dead rocky than mine because right now we're neck and neck. But let's see if you have any more. Okay. Well, I think these next couple might uh, change things because number three is "Good Morning Judge" by Ten CC. Oh, okay. I, so yours is way yeah. more dead rocky because I've got one that snuck in. 
I mean, that one, that's that just that catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that on Dad Rock Summer. So, yeah, let's listen to that a lot. Another one that I put on Dad Rock Summer, Mamaloy by Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Uh, number four. And then number five, this one surprised me a little, but also I get it. Uh, Kurt Vile with Jesus on a Wire, huh. uh, which I thought I would have thought that I listened to Mount Airy Hill from that album more. But Jesus on a Wire was probably my second favorite. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. And that album is in my top 10 as well. So it's interesting. Uh, should I go to my top artists as well? Let me share my songs first because I want to talk okay, about a couple of Okay, go for it. So I'll preface this by saying my Spotify is on the stereo. It's on the PlayStation 5, which oftentimes is used in the public space. And the day that this song came out, Annie listened to it like 30 times in a row because that's how she listens to music. And I, You guys got to separate your accounts, man. I, I, I think it's a little broken, uh, but my number one song is uh, Music from a Sushi Restaurant by Harry Styles, which oh, is not a bad song, but a song I'm very sick of now. Like, it was fun when it came yeah. out, but I think how you feel about Antihero, this is how I feel about this song. Yes. Where I'm like, yes. I've heard it way too fucking much. <laughs> um, maybe, and like, I'm, I can't blame it entirely. I listen to it a lot. It was like the first song on a playlist I had in the beginning part of the one. year. And I've always, my conspiracy theory is that Spotify judges songs that you click on more so than songs you play. So like, well, if I mean, it is interesting that I have two Doobie Brothers, but they're not in my top artists. So it's like, how are they my top song, but mm-hmm. not my top artist? It's weird. Yeah. Um, and then I'll share my two and four because they're from the same album, back to back. Second Nature and Next to Normal by Lucius. Uh, nice. An album we both like. An album we'll talk about a lot more next week because uh, I know we it's, both. It's have on it. my shelf right here. Behind exactly. <laughs> it's in a, both of our top ten, so I give that a lot of listens. Uh, number three was "Sweetest Pie" by Megan The Stallion and Dua Lipa. Uh, I wasn't okay, sure if you were familiar with that. One. It's just a banger. It was a really fun song over the summer. Yeah. I listened to it a lot. Uh, and then number five, "Reeling in the Years" by Steely Dan. Nice. Because that is like the most listenable Steely Dan song to me. So that was the one I played a lot. Annie loves it too. So she'd be like, if I was listening to Steely Dan, she's like, can we put on Reeling in the Years? She did that today. Um, because let me. Which, let me. That's like Steely Dan, I feel like their poppiest song. Yes. Like it they're is. one that sounds like, which no offense, the one that sounds the least like what I think Steely Dan sounds like. Yes. You know? A hundred percent. I think quintessential. It's yeah. got the, the really like guitar riffs and stuff. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not, which in we their talked about house. that on our mini. So yeah, but, but yeah. it's still a great song. Uh, Luke, I'll yeah. go to my still top artists because it's relevant to this conversation. Uh, go for no, it. Number one, I'm not alone. Taylor Swift. Um, there, okay. There's a lot of people that have her as number one. Uh, and I've I've really come to love Midnight's. It's it's one of my favorites of the year. So this doesn't surprise me. Uh, not to mention like listening yeah. to Red, and the the two from the prior year, Folklore Nevermore. Um, but number two was Steely Dan. Nice. And I do believe that I might be the youngest person in the world to have Steely Dan in their top five <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think so, dude. You, I think you uh, think the Zoomers they, are right on, on the Dan. No, I think there is a younger audience that is down with the Yacht Rock, for sure. Okay, okay, fair. You're right. But I was really excited to see that. Um, number yeah. three, 
Carly Rae Jepsen. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, CRJ, baby. Always floating in the top five for me. Number four, uh, a band I was actually expecting an album from this year and we didn't get, My Chemical Romance. Uh, They put out a single earlier this year and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, there's more. And I was listening to a lot of their old albums in in excitement. And that album never came. So maybe, hopefully, something next year. Um, Yeah, maybe this year, 2023. Yeah, but uh, and then Kendrick Lamar at number five. Nice. So uh, definitely, I listen to a lot of um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Plus, I always am listening to Good Kid, Mad City. Like, it's probably my most played album ever. Um, so we got two pop stars, Steely Dan, Kendrick Lamar, and My Chemical Romance in my top five. A truly chaotic. Uh, what else do you need? Quintet? I think Quartet? it is Quintet. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. With five. A weird um, group of five. So we're going to have some overlap. Uh, okay. Your number two is my number one, Steely oh, Dan, baby. Shit! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought that might happen. Uh, it's interesting because to talk a little shit about Instafest, that poster had ELO as my top one, mm-hmm. where I was like, I feel like I listened to way more Steely Dan, but I did listen to Steely Dan, ELO, Doobie Brothers a lot. But yeah, they're number one. I was happy to see that. I was like, okay. So that's what I thought because I was definitely. Uh, going through a bit of an obsession earlier this year, which brought on Dad Rock Summer. Uh, then an artist uh, at number two who is in my top ten list, Beach House. Uh, I also have the record up there on my shelf, a birthday present from you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that's uh, definitely one of my favorite ones of the year, so not surprised to see that in there. Kendrick Lamar, like we talked about, Makes Mr. Sense. Morale. Also, I did do, ever since Keem's album came out last year, I uh, was listening to Kendrick's discography doing a best of, which I never finished. I don't know why I never finished the playlist, but I did listen to his whole discography, so that's probably why. Uh, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, definitely their number four, and I listened to them a ton. I remember in Ireland and like flying to Amsterdam listening to a lot of ELO uh, for some reason, like now I just, when I listen to time, I think of waiting in the airport, waiting to go to Amsterdam. Songs will do uh, that. Like I, I, yeah. I've been on a big Paramore kick the last like month or so. And I have been thinking about the B hall in high school that I had like four classes in because the song that like ignorance from their third album, yeah. I always listen to it in the hallway for maybe once or twice, but like it is, it has locked me into that location. So music does that. Yeah, I mean, smell is the the one sense that is like most tied to memory, but sound is up there probably. I don't know; it's probably like third or fourth on the list. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one, which is my number two in my top ten, Big Thief. So it's uh, I was like, hey, cool. I felt I felt reassured in the choices I made for my top 10 list it's nice when you can listen to your favorite albums yeah like like i mean it's nice it's nice to like what you like yeah uh so why don't we talk about what we like luke um can we really quick i do i am curious about your minutes listened oh uh because i feel like yours is probably way higher than mine so i feel like i'm way down from last year oh Uh, okay i was at thirty-four thousand and forty-one minutes 
Oh, okay. But yeah, you're still more than me, which is interesting. Uh, but I thought because I kind of fell off as going through a bit of a depressed period and uh, didn't listen to a lot of music at that time. So I'm like, I was at 30 something uh, last year and I'm at like 28 this year. So I like, it was definitely like earlier in the year and then like fall up until now when I was listening to a lot of stuff. So yeah, I was down, but I mean, still probably a lot more than the average bear, but... Uh, yeah, Annie always beats me. She's, like, usually at 50,000. Um, really? Yeah, wow. she's got... Kyle she's has, like, time. way less than me. I Podcasts take a huge chunk of my listening time. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and that that probably is... I'd love to see, like, a overcast wrapped. That'd there be cool. You, yeah. you need to implement it. Um. Yeah, so there's our Spotify wrapped. And we're going to do our own version of that, which is our best albums of the year list. And we're going to do our 20 through 11. You want to start us off with your number 20, Kev? Yeah. So I I feel like I don't want to come off too negative on this because I, in in creating my top 10, which will be available on offshelf.net soon, um, I put all my favorite albums, one song into a playlist uh just to keep track of it just like okay i really like this album Mm -hmm. and that's how i ordered it because a playlist is a very slick way to do that and my that playlist had about 30 albums so 30 songs and what i did was i duplicated it and then i started Mm -hmm. cutting and i just i was like i'm gonna get it down to 10 I, I got to do it this way. I can't have 12 songs in there. And then like, I just got to cut them down and then I'll order them from there. So that's how I, that was my methodology. Uh, and then I went back to that playlist of 30 and said, all right, I know that these are the top 10 out of these remaining 20. Who's Dan? And I cut down another 10. So a lot of these, these all albums I'll be talking about today are albums that didn't make my top 10. So I, have a not a slight against them but i didn't enjoy them as much as other albums not to say i didn't enjoy them but in some instances they are i mean this we can sort of just say a general disclaimer that we like all of these albums yeah (laughs) right like obviously we rank some better than the other we it's all kind of arbitrary yeah we like them all i hate ranking things i these are my favorite 20 albums of the year for the next two weeks so just yeah that's just how it we that's how these lists go for sure yeah um so whatever methodology aside i'll start an album that came out very early this year and was definitely in contention through the end i'm going with mitski's laurel hell uh good one that was a great album should have been me it was a song that was like super approachable compared to a lot of stuff she'd done i think the whole album was a bit more mainstream feeling air quotes there uh, than her previous work and I just it was a it was a great pop album and I know some people didn't like the songwriting as much but to me like I listened to this album quite a lot last winter and uh and it's still like in revisiting it I was like damn this album's really good yeah I've got it in my top 50 that was definitely a good one the only heartbreaker I feel like that was one of those albums where the album itself I didn't totally love but there's a handful of songs that like really I really love. Yeah, I think as an album, it it has ups and downs, and those ups are really great, and those downs are, I don't want to say forgettable, but definitely like didn't leave the yeah. impression that a lot of her previous music had on me. 
So I go with my number 20 now? Yeah. All right. Well, my number 20 is an, a band that I discovered and played on the podcast and just got addicted to this album. And it's Cheek Face with too much to ask. Just some great high energy poppy punk. That's a great album. So much fun. And just like so many clever, great lyrics. That one song you always want to bomb the Middle East, which is like, you know, talking to someone who's very like uh, just on the opposite side of the political Very neoconservative, yeah. Yes. And uh, super fun and clever and just like powerful sentiments, but with funny lyrics. So. Uh, they were a new band to me, and I'm glad that they made it into my top 20. A band that I was familiar with previously, but hadn't necessarily committed to a full album with uh, until this year, was Methyl Ethel. Uh, Are You Haunted was a really good album that I really enjoyed. A lot of these, I feel like, came out early in the year and didn't necessarily stick with me yeah. all year. But I still, like going back to them, enjoyed them, uh, enjoyed them a lot. So maybe... maybe I, I'm discovering a little bit of recency bias for myself. Maybe you have to have to look into that, but whatever. Methyl Ethel, Are You Haunted was a great album. There you go. Uh, my 19 is uh, an amazing band that I just heard of this year, a hardcore punk band in your face. And this is the band Soul Glow with Diaspora Problems, which as that title suggests, you know, it's, I feel like the the art form that is most suited for talking about such topics because it's talking about like the diaspora and that it's lasting effects in 2022 and the, the legacy of systematic racism and these things, but experienced through, you know, the, the singer and the artist's uh, own life. But I feel like just meeting those topics with this angry, furious punk, you know, makes sense and it works so well. And it's just like, it's kind of harkening back to the early hardcore punk, which that style was sort of pioneered by black artists. And mm -hmm. so it's just an amazing album. And when I heard, I listened to it on Brian's uh, rock playlist that he gave me and I j it just stopped me in my tracks. You're like, holy shit, what am I hearing right now? And uh, then when you dig into the lyrics more, you're like, damn, this is really powerful. So definitely a great album. Yeah, and next up for me, an album, uh, an artist that you kind of put on our radar in a, in a Shouts one day, and I think I grabbed on this album a lot harder than you did, was Brett Faiyaz's uh, Wasteland. That was mm. an awesome hip-hop album that came out this summer that really, really stuck with me. It had a lot of good artists uh, featured, like Tyler the Creator, Alicia Keys, yeah. uh, the Neptunes, Drake. Uh, who is a big artist, but I feel strongly about. Uh, regardless, this was a great album. Um, it really, uh, it just, it, I was really not too familiar with his music and haven't really done like a deep dive into his backlog, but like as a first impression to me, really, really strong. I uh, haven't heard that one. I need to check it out because, yeah, I've definitely seen him show up on a lot of stuff throughout the the years um my 18 is mr jid himself with the forever Ooh, story this this barely didn't make my cut it's so good i've seen some people i saw some talk on twitter people saying it's better than kendrick which i obviously 
don't agree with that, but I do think it's one of the best rap albums this year. I think the part on Dance Now where he's rapping in the British accent is the most fun thing ever, but uh, just like a lot of variety, and I feel like definitely I, I liked Jid, was never fully like on board with him. Uh, like I liked songs here and there, like Brian loved him, but I was never like fully like I'm a huge fan, but this album was incredible. And so I'm sold and surround sound, which came out earlier in the year, which I didn't know was going to be on this album. That song got a lot of play from me. I'm surprised that wasn't on my Spotify wrapped, honestly. Uh, but yeah, the forever story. by Jid. Yeah. I, that, you know, we always talk about at the end of the year. Or like midway through the year, we realized that like we definitely had mistakes in our top albums because uh, yeah. we discover new stuff that that we didn't catch when it first came out. We we re-listen to things and appreciate them more. I, maybe that's the one that I realized like ah shit, I should have had that in here. But yeah, maybe. we we it's this is but a picture into a specific moment in time, and that's what's great about the end of the year. Um, there you go. And you know what? An artist that uh, last album. I admittedly said that I ranked it too low. Uh, not making that mistake twice. Uh, Soccer Mommy with Sometimes Forever. Uh, this album, while I don't think it resonated as much as with me as Color Theory, which is a great album, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed Shotgun. It's like such a good song. Um, and she's just like kind of consistently proven to be able to put out just like a solid indie rock album uh and like yeah kind of never misses yeah that one and my number 11 that i'll talk about were two that i listened to on the plane back from ireland as i started feeling sick and being like you know what i think i might have COVID. oh no so you might have like a negative connotation with this album Well, I mean, the other one that I listened to, they kind of were comforting and took my mind off of the, yeah, you know that? Yeah, okay. okay. uh, In a way, it helped, yeah. But that was sort of right before I fell off listening, so didn't give that the attention that I should have, so I should probably check that one out more. All right, my number 17, first time since I can remember that a ska album has been in my top albums of the year list and it comes from jer j-e-r oh yeah they are the amazing artist who does the ska tune network does like great ska covers of things and uh this was their debut album and the you can go i i think i follow them on tiktok they got a youtube channel that's ska tune network but this album's so great and um i mean again talking about with ska like sort of like a black artist reclaiming uh, style that was pioneered by black artists and then sort of co-opted by white artists in the nineties, which uh, go to Jer's TikTok. There's a great like history of Scott in like two minutes and it's like perfectly sums it up. So uh, this one was in my top 10. All of these were in my top 10 at some point, but there were other ones that I ended up moving them down because I liked more songs per, per album or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, this one was super great. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed that album. I gave it like two yeah. listens and liked it, but I need to circle back because I kind of forgot about it, and now I'm reminded of it again. Uh, yeah, 
someone I talked about really briefly with our Creepy with the EPs episode. It's wild. Oh. Uh, the, the Creepy with the EPs Halloween episode. It feels like it was yesterday, and now we're into here. I know. And, like, we've already it's done weird. Christmas. Uh, but Beach Bunny with Emotional Creature. I feel mm. like Beach Bunny really came out of my radar uh, since their last album in 2020, which was was all right, but I think Good Girls uh, Don't Get Used, like really put them on my radar and then, you know, their EP since. But this album was a really, really good, um, just effortless listen for me throughout the year. Um, it's really nice. I really enjoyed Oxygen. That was one of the, that was like the big hit on it. But um, just a 12-song, 36-minute album, like, perfect. Beautiful. All right, well, my next one was a new band that certainly made an impression and took the world by storm this year, and that's Wet Leg. Uh, oh, this is, like, number 21 for me. They, they, I, This was a hard cut. Yeah. I uh this is one that I forgot and then like brought it back in like how could I forget and brought it way up the list because Shay's Long, Wet Dreams, such great songs. Yeah. And then re-listening, I was like, Oh, there was some songs I forgot about that I was like, This is so good. Just such a strong debut. Yeah. I I feel like I am probably in the minority, not including that in a year end list, because I feel like I've I've heard buzz about that album all oh, yeah. year. And it, it was, it was you know, some great albums got to get cut. And unfortunately, this was one for me, but yep. I'm glad you have it in. So we're halfway through the first half of our top 20. Yep, we're a quarter of the way through. Exactly. So, I, Luke, let's just break this up a little bit. What uh, what was your favorite thing just musically? Not necessarily an album or something, but what what intrigued you about 2022 musically you know i'll i it's funny you say that because i uh as i'm writing my top 10 list for off shelf and it's always a challenge because i start realizing oh the things i'm describing even though they're like different genres and different styles all this stuff but the things i'm describing are like just the things i value in music like surprises you know i always talk about just surprising me different styles just different moods and vibes and like uh so there's like things like that that were just common themes coming throughout that i'm like uh yeah just like kendrick lamar i feel like we're really used to hearing him uh and this one was like really different with like piano and like the stomped percussion is just really interesting sounding. And like, uh, then I, I'm always like trying to say the same thing in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, it's an eclectic track list. It's like varied throughout. And so, yeah, I feel like that's what I like is just someone who can like have their sound, but do different sides of the, of the sound, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of, for me, a lot of the major artists, that put out albums this year that were highly anticipated. The Beyonce's, the Kendrick Lamar, the Taylor Swift, they kind of nailed it. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there were a lot of letdowns. Yeah. In a lot which, of the music I was looking forward to. I do have a lot of like major artists in my top 10, which we'll get there. Yeah. But uh, I always try and, you know, have a balance. So some like lesser known artists and then some medium and then some major artists. But this year, you're right. I feel like there were. A few like major artists that made it in my top ten, which that doesn't always happen. Yeah. All right, we'll pick it back up. Number fifteen. 
uh, an album. Luke, I, I feel like we both were pretty hot on this album. I'm curious if it made it into your list. But Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. Oh, oh it did. He's It'll nodding. come next episode. Okay, all right. So you have a little more highly ranked, so I'll, I'll touch on yeah. it briefly. But this album really, um, I think, set the tone for the year in hip-hop. Like, it was a very big, hyped release. We saw a lot yeah. of good hip-hop this year, um, you know, from Freddie Gibbs, from Kendrick Lamar, uh from from uh, Danger Mouse and Black Thought, like that's gonna come up later for me. Yeah, um, me too. But I, this this album made me know, like, okay, cool, we're gonna have some great hip hop. We're it's yeah. it's March. We're gonna be we're gonna be all right. Uh, and Denzel Curry, like, definitely just proving to be one of the more consistent hip hop artists out there. Yeah, I'll save my thoughts for next episode because I do have them pretty high. So okay. we'll get there. Uh, but my 15, when I'm talking about, you know, what I look for, eclectic tracklist surprises, this definitely had it. Maybe the most. Uh, this is Sasami with the album Squeeze. Yeah. This album ruled. <laughs> I don't have it on mine, but yeah. I I really enjoyed that album a lot. Um, and this was one I, like, listened to and then, like, didn't really give it its due and then came back to, like, halfway through the year and was like, this is so good. There's, like, metal songs. Mm-hmm. Then there's just, like, beautiful, like, indie rock sort of, like, guitar-based songs uh, as well. And it's just, like, all over the place in the greatest way. There's a Daniel Johnston cover of, like, a Daniel Johnston song, Sorry Entertainer, but it's a metal version. The so song- good. The song "Call Me Home," I swear to God, the oh, intro is is was... from Metroid. Like it is, it is Metroid sounding <laughs> as hell. And every time I heard it, I'd be like, "Is this a Metroid soundtrack?" And then the song That's would start to be like, "Okay." Another one that I'm surprised wasn't on my year end list. And maybe if every time it just got stuck in my head and I sang it, it it was yeah. counted. Then it would because I just like it's so catchy and the melody is just so beautiful and sticks with you. So yeah, definitely. I think that's one. I, it didn't make the top ten, but I'm like, that's kind of one of the most important albums of the year to listen it was, to. It was the most so interesting album interesting. of the year, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, like it because it, I, I was not familiar with Sasami at all. And yeah. it definitely made an impact. Even the cover, like it's that like scary snake woman. Like oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's great. Uh Luke, someone we've talked about, someone we've both been a fan of. I think this was a great album that was a tough it it we're getting close to the top 10 right now. We're like, mm-hmm. any of these had the mood struck me something we're, different. Might have yeah, been there. Yeah, they were all just, they all just barely missed the cut. Yeah, uh, and that definitely includes Farm to Table by Barty Strange. Oh. That, oh wait, where is that? That is on my list. I have it at 25, but oh, okay. such so a good album. I'm so at 14. Good. Yeah, that song was really good. I feel like he had a great year. Like, Oh. Definitely was known in like independent music, but that album definitely like was yeah. a next step up popularity wise. And I think it was a bigger album than his previous music. Like it, it felt like almost yeah. stadium rockish at times, which was really cool. And, it does, uh, yeah. And the song "Wretched," like that was oh. one of my most played. I think that's like number so nine on my top songs of the year. So good. Yeah, and like I feel like for your fans of your Samias or your Phoebe Bridgers, like that sound, he's like does that, but then 
does so many interesting things and like yeah it rocks harder because i was just recently listening back and like the opening track heavy heart i was thinking that was going to be like a softer one that one rocks so hard i was like man this album does rock a lot harder than i remembered so yeah that's such a good one and uh i'm like you know i'm questioning all my choices but definitely is still on my list of albums you should listen to this year so yeah if you the listener have not listened to these albums go do it like they're they're all very meaningful very amazing pieces of music um and us us bringing them into these two episodes is just because we can't deliver 40 albums to you at once without yeah uh everyone getting overwhelmed and scared of of all that music but i i know when we're talking about new music i'm always adding stuff to my library so if you haven't if you haven't we'll put these uh adam yeah we'll put playlists on our uh spotify profile too absolutely Um, my number 14 was always with blue rev which i played pharmacist on the podcast so good uh a little like i feel like even more punky rocky than i expected from them definitely Mm -hmm. like a step forward was in the top 10 at one point, just barely missed the cut, but so many great songs. After the Earthquake is great. I loved uh, Very Online Guy as well. Uh, and then Pharmacist, as I mentioned. Great album. Uh, someone I played in the podcast, someone that has blown the hell up this year. Um, and, you know, with a really strong single, you always wonder if the album's going to come out and be you know, worth a damn because I think we've seen a lot right, of artists right. put out a really strong song and then really not follow up with anything, but Muna did it. Muna oh. did it very well um, with their self-titled debut. Uh, Silk Chiffon with Phoebe Bridgers was obviously such a gigantic song. Yeah. Uh, but I I really like a lot of the songs in this. What I want, the second track, is like kind of a disco-y 90 synth track, which like I didn't expect at all after hearing them. Um and uh and i've been a really big which fan one were you saying what i want oh yeah what i want it's very fun yeah um, i played anything but me just an excerpt of it uh earlier yeah. in the year and that's a great so, track yeah. just a an awesome debut uh luke i know we're both going to see taylor swift i'm bummed that we're not seeing Muna shows because i think that would I be know. awesome Again, I will defer, and I will be talking about it this episode in a couple minutes. Oh. And my number 13, you already mentioned Danger Mouse and Black Thought with Cheat Codes, baby. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you know what? Go Say your piece, because I got stuff to say next week. Oh. Oh, and it's in your top 10. It is. There's a few uh, hip-hop albums that beat it out for me, but yeah, I mean, really... It's when we're getting into like, honestly, every song is great territory on these songs yes. now, <laughs> like going from like 15 to, um, and really top 20, but like this one, every beat is amazing. Every line from black thought. And then the features are just insane. Uh, Raekwon, Joey, badass run the jewels, MF doom post posthumous verse from MF doom yep. and an amazing one. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kiwanuka, ASAP Rocky, Run the Jewels, Conway the Machine. Like, so many amazing features that just add to an already amazing album. And so, yeah, that one, I actually did a little thing where I grouped five similar albums. So I listened to, like, Muna, Bartiz, 
uh, and a few others. And then I listened to like uh, Saba, Jid, Danger Mouse, and Black Thought, and uh, a couple other ones that made it higher up the list. But yeah, this one was like, I was like, this this one and another one that made it in my top 10. I was like, it's just so, so amazing. And two titans coming together. You love it. Yeah, I'll have more to say on this next week for sure. For sure. Uh, Luke, I feel like you're going to be upset with my next one because it's so low. Okay. It's Kendrick Lamar with Mr. Morale and the Big Steffers. Uh, That's okay. This album is very good. I 100% get the direction he's going in. I like it less than his previous work. So I kind of ding it on that. Like, people... Artists are not obligated to repeat their previous successes. Um, and obviously Kendrick has not completely changed his style. But compared to to Pippa Butterfly and Good Kid, Bad City, which are my two favorites by him, I thought Damn was a slight step downward. I think this might have been a step upward, but not necessarily to the heights that I have loved in the past. Um, it's a harder album to listen to, I think. Um... And like even in just being a, a double album, it's it's a lot longer and just, I it 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 didn't feel as focused as his previous work for me. And you're not going to um, say a word because you you're going to talk next week on it. I, I will talk next week, but it is funny how you have some of the exact opposite <laughs> opinions. Where I'm like, I think yes, while there are some like we cry together that are hard to listen to. It has some of his most accessible, like, danciest songs, too, I feel like. Uh, but, so, I just think it's funny that you, some of your takes are the exact opposite of my takes. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it next week. Well, music is, is completely subjective, right? That's yeah. that's the benefit of it, is that anyone can get anything out of an album. And uh, I this is a great album. <laughs> no No disagreement there. It is just not among my top 10 favorites. All right. Well, my number 12 is a very recent one that just came out. Ways Blood with an In the Darkness Hearts Aglow. And I've actually only listened to it a couple times, but it's so good. And she's been in my uh, year-end list before. And uh, the just I feel like just keeps getting better and better. She did sort of like, like I talked about before, she started to sort of like, folky sort of has that like old school folk vibe but then has really developed into like more orchestrated pop uh and like this is really uh i feel like just taking it to the next level and so good and brian pointed out to me he said like he felt like he didn't really get her sound before and he drew a comparison to amy mann and it's crazy like now that i hear it i was like her voice is very similar to Amy Mann, like, and I definitely hear that influence. But then, like, as well as all the other stuff I talked about as well, oh, so nice. definitely a grand sound, and uh, definitely an album that may- slipped under the radar a little for me because it was so close to the end of the year. But it's worth a listen for sure. I just like Annie's not super familiar with Amy Mann, so I put her on like a "you should listen to Amy Mann" journey. Uh, gave her some oh, recommendations, yeah. so I might have to slip that in there if, if that if that sound is yeah. kind of similar. That it might make sense for her to her go that way. My favorite song on this album, "Children of the Empire." You can definitely hear it. So my number eleven album that just 
barely. I would say the 11 is the hardest decision in the top 10 list. Um, yes. I love this album. It's fantastic. It was viral as hell. Um, but that is Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey. Ah, yes. Which uh, Kyle does a terrible impression of the one song that is all over TikTok. And I'm like, it doesn't sound like that. Is that Bad Habit? <laughs> Um, yeah, what's the, how's it go? I bite my tongue, it's a bad habit. I'm not gonna sing, because I'm terrible at singing. It might be static as well. Uh, It's that one, probably. Yeah. Uh, He, I feel like, I feel like I'm under a value, or under, like, rating Steve Lacey. Like, his previous work was awesome. But I think this album kind of pushed him over the edge from, like, an artist that I enjoyed and listened to at times to like one of my favorite artists. Um, like Apollo 21, I think showed flashes of stuff that I love. Gemini writes top to bottom. Great album. This one I didn't spend enough time with, so I maybe, uh, should have given it more due, but I do love Steve Lacey. I think it was just a timing thing. Yeah. It's so tough sometimes. Like it. Yeah. If, if an album you love comes out the same week as an album you really want to check out, just sometimes... Yeah. It, it doesn't... You can't get to everything. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. So, Luke, um, what's, but, what's your number 11? What's your last one out of your top 10? Okay, this is the, uh, the one that I teased. The other album I listened to on the plane back from Ireland as I started to get sick. Uh, and it's the self-titled Muna. Uh, and this one I listened to twice on the plane because I was starting to get stressed and I was like, <laughs> I need to just hear Muna again to comfort me. Uh, so great. I mean, everything you said about it is so true. And like, yeah, they got some like almost like clubby tracks, runner's yeah. highs, like some interesting like auto tune yeah. uh, things I really like. But my favorite track, Home By Now, just sort of like a big sort of emotional but still sort of like big poppy uh track uh i mean really there was only a couple songs i was going through like what there were a couple songs i didn't like love love and those were the ones that held it back but really uh it's a solid track list throughout and i mean i got to see them briefly and didn't really get to see them very well because i was waiting in line but they opened for phoebe bridgers uh, but now I'm like really wishing I could see like a full headlining Muna show. So hopefully they go on tour soon. We can uh, go. I need to dance correct myself. To these this was not their debut. They've had three albums already. Oh um, yeah, they. It was their self-titled one. So maybe more maybe of their like. Up. I think it was their debut yeah. on Phoebe Bridgers' record label, which yes may have it, been what I saw in a press release six months ago. Oh, y- you're like the Grammys where you're like best new artist, Boney Vare, when he's been making music for like a decade. I, you sh- did you not? We talked about this in the podcast. I was screaming how Catronata won best new artist or was nominated for best new artist. Oh, did it? Like two years ago. I was like, how the fuck? He's been around for years. Like, I was so. It, yeah. The best new it's artist when lineup. These- it's new to the voters who are t- out of touch with new music. It's yeah. when it finally reaches them. Um. But Maybe yeah, Muna, instead of best new uh, artist, they should listen to best song ever and hear some new music. It, come on, right? Because um, then Muna would have won years ago. So, uh, but no, saves the world. Muna's last album, super great. 
Yeah. I think that might be our closest to a consensus pick. Like, we're both like, yeah. Muna is just outside of our top 10. I've got it at 13. You've got it at 11. Like, that, that, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see next week if we have. Yeah. Um, maybe. Because I, I feel like we probably have a few similarities. I, think, I know one in particular that might be coming up for both of us. Yeah. So we'll um, see. Next we'll have week. to see if there's more than that, but. It was it. Yeah. It's been a good year in music. I feel like started a little slow, maybe, uh, and then it, it really picked up over the summer. And like we've been inundated with yeah. good albums for the last couple months. Yeah, honestly, we've had like some really good weeks where it was like, "Geez, there's all this is coming out." So I feel like it has been an especially great year. And like we talked about, some major major artists that you know release these event albums uh and they did that this year as well so yeah good year for sure well a good list and you know what to be continued hell yeah we gotta talk about our three daddies we're a planet Ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planetant.com head over to their actual brick and mortar location in hamtramck and see some shows they got great comedy happening there all the time and then offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet all december you're gonna have best of 22s by all our writers including me kevin my cousin brian so you'll get some great album recommendations that way uh, and then you can follow us on all social media at best song ever pod and follow me at indie darling music see me making some music and that's gonna do it for us this week as always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Well, it's the best song ever. Not a podcast better. Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.